This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day. And for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry, with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Today's episode is brought to you by the folks over at SeatGeek, the best and easiest to use ticket platform out there. They take the confusion out of buying tickets using a 0 to 10 scoring system and a Today's episode is brought to you by the folks over at SeatGeek, the best and easiest to use ticket platform out there. They take the confusion out of buying tickets using a 0 to 10 scoring system and a green is good, red is bad color rating system so you and your loved ones get the best deal possible. So whether it's going to see our beloved Red Legs at Great American Ballpark, the Bengals over at Paycor, FC Cincinnati, one of the area college teams, or pretty much anything in between, use promo code RIVERFRONT at checkout and receive $20 off your first order. Click the link in the show notes to download the app and get started. That's Riverfront, one word, for 20 bucks off. Farfsing filling in tonight for Ben Brown, and welcome to this week's edition of Late Night Reds, brought to you by our good friends at the Riverfront and our fantastic Patreon growing group at Patreon.com/slash/RiverfrontCincy. Uh, I'm excited for this show. Um, obviously, as you see, Joe, as I mentioned, Joe's filling in for Ben tonight. Uh, ben and uh, the Cooper crew got back pretty late from Lexington last night, so he said, "Hey, man, I think I need a rest night." And I said, "Dude, I understand." So. Joe is here holding it down for Ben. I hope I can make him have as infectious laugh as Ben has, but no guarantees to be made. Um, but Joe, how you doing, man? I am doing well. I've got a crown and you ever had crown and root beer? 
I have not ever done interesting. Like, like I'm, I'm a, I love a W root beer, but they diet a W or a W zero. And with crown in it, it's delightful. Huh? I've never thought about that as a combination, but now I'm curious. I give two livers up, two livers up. Well, good. <laughs> That's reassuring. So I'm good to hear that. Uh, so yeah, I guess there's that. Um, so want to make sure like, real quick. I know, uh, I talked to Ben, uh, and he did say, uh, make sure he wanted to say thanks to everyone for the love this weekend. Did not really, I mean, obviously wanted to win, but seemed pretty pleased with the season they had. Um, so for those who don't know, Cooper did lose in the state championship last night um, to Bowling Green. Um, but really, I mean, had some chances to win it. We're we're in for the like we're in the we're in the game. It just didn't go their way. Um, so I know I know Ben is uh, appreciates all the love he received from everybody. But uh, definitely doesn't have his head down for the season they had, even with the season to, season champion with state championship defeat. So, yeah, and apparently they're young. They only have eleven seniors graduating, so I, they'll be back next week. Yeah, or next 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 week. They won't be back next week. They'll be back next season. <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah, you know, season starts again next week. It's like that year the uh, the NBA is in the bubble, and the season started back like seven weeks after the season ended. That was, I mean, the entire world in 2020, 2021 was, was just yeah. so weird. I, I, I think I blocked a lot of it out just from PTSD, but it's, it was a weird time to be alive. Yes, it was. That's the best way to describe it. <laughs> uh, well, hey, so before we start, before we get into some of the news that came out this week, uh, you attended Reds Fest this weekend. Uh, I did. First year I missed in a while, well, that they've had it. Like you said, 2020, 2020 was a weird time. Um, so didn't get to make it happen this week. Did some holiday stuff with the fam, but uh, tell me, how was it? What was your experience? You know, did you uh, did you get to meet up with some of our some of our lovely lovely community? Uh, only one I got to catch up with was uh, Sydney Price. She was actually kind enough to send over a VIP. I'm I'm not a season ticket holder, but she had a couple extra season ticket holder passes that she uh, she sent my way. So I got to go oh, in cool. with the um, rookie roundtable Q and A with Ellie. Marta or Marta uh, McLean and Spencer Steer. So that was cool. Um, those guys, there's just so much to be excited about those guys. I mean, they're just so fun. They have such a, that's why we love you and your wife, Joey. Um, but th- those three, especially have such this awesome camaraderie together. You can tell that Ellie and, um, Ellie and Matt McLean, like they, they get along, like they're legitimate. Like it, it's no BS. They're they're legitimately like good friends and enjoy playing. You know, being able to play baseball next to each other. So, yeah, I um, you can definitely like I said, you definitely get that vibe. I thought all the pictures I saw everyone post this weekend looked like they had a lot of fun. Uh, it was great to see everyone enjoying themselves. Uh, I'm sad I missed it. I definitely plan to be there for 24. Um, you know, especially hopefully, especially after like we're raising a World Series trophy in Fountain Square. I mean, we all got to be there at that point, right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, uh, great times to have for all. I cannot wait to see how that shakes out. I can't wait to be back at Reds Fest. I did, and I shared with this with you, but I want to share it with the audience. So, the day of our live show, September 9th, that we had downtown at, on the banks, I was able to purchase the actual lineup card that was in the dugout, which you can see very nicely has... Uh, Marte's name scratched out because Ellie hit him in the face with the ball. <laughs> in it was an accident. It was an accident. Yes, we, we we believe it was an accident. And then right there, the blue. You know, let's see. If, zoom in a little quick. There, the uh, the blue writing that has a line through it. Alejo Lopez, who got all of what? 
I have made fun of his ejection for that game so many times. It got, I mean, to be fair, he struck out on two awful, yeah. awful calls. Um, seeing the guy, I, 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 something else had to be going on. This was the culmination of a million things. That was that. Just something happened to bubble over that he was that mad that early in the game and gets run yeah, that fast. Remember, it was like a ton of like horrible calls. Yeah, on both sides. Because I think um, I think Marble got ejected or Bell or Marble or Bell did one of the two. Yeah. But uh, I the reason I say I always make fun I made fun of Alejo Lopez. It wasn't because of Alejo Lopez. Um, it was because when he gets ejected, it's because he gets ejected when he like gets pissed off about striking out, and when he like reacts, it's his whole body because you know he's like five foot four. <laughs> and, oh my god, it's never not funny if you see the clip of him just like. Yeah, it's it almost looked like a marionette, you know, had him from above was just having a little bit of a uh, yeah. seat, you know, cramp with their hand and, and just full yeah, the full body was the exact same thing. So yeah, I got the uh, lineup card and then also. David Bell's actual manager card that's the you know, same lineup card and everything, his signature on both of them. So cool. that, that, that was something awesome. Someone found the, I think it was. The Ricky no, no, the one of our, I was tagged yeah, found Richie, uh, uh, Ricky Karcher's jersey and someone found uh, Alejo Lopez's cleats, game worn cleats from that game. <laughs> I miss those, but they, they've got this huge table of all the game worn gear. And they had his game barely worn cleats from September 9, 2023. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I know that that was a, a budding success for us all. We we're excited about. We're going to definitely plan to do one next year, hopefully earlier in the earlier in the season than September. Um, so keep an eye out for the 2024 season. That's all I'll say. They've got a new Lego themed bar opening over at uh, Newport on the levee. That's that. That's my that oh, is absolutely uh... I'm for sure going to pitch, pitch a sponsorship to them for us. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, hey, there is some Reds news this week, unlike other weeks in the past where we were just scrambling to have things to talk about. Um, and the, you know, the beauty of the offseason. So let's go ahead and get to some of it here. And I want to obviously talk about first the two big signings that they had this past week and uh, Emilio Pagan and um, Nick Martinez. So obviously the Reds confirmed both of them. Kind of cool. They got to sign their contracts at Reds Fest. That's kind of yeah. neat. Um, also appreciate that they wore the city connects as a team uniform around the, around the, uh, around the convention center. So that was cool. And, um, I, I, you know, obviously that's nice. It's like, I know that there are some things in nitpick about both guys, but I will leave it at, I am appreciative that, uh, it sounds like Nick Martinez is more than likely going to be the back end of the rotation kind of guy. Um, I will start by saying, I'm appreciative that he is not Luke Weaver. Absolutely. I appreciate if he's not Levi Stout, who I think is still be pretty good, just not in the role he was in. And on the other end, I am appreciative that we will not have Derek Law and Buck Farmer, but we'll have Milia Pagan. With that being said, uh, both guys' numbers look pretty solid. Uh, Martinez is a guy who kind of only started about eight or nine games last year, pitched most of the season in the bullpen. But interviews he did with the Reds media this week made it sound like a lot like he is going to be in the rotation. Uh, and that's the conversation he said he feels he's best fit for this team as a starter. And then uh, Pagan, um, obviously, the numbers look really good in the back of a baseball card. But when you get to the fan graphs, it's a little bit more of a kind of a conversation. Uh, but again, it's not Derek Law. It's not Buck Farmer. It's an improvement. Um, and I feel like it's two moves to have this offseason going in the right direction and going into winter meetings this week. You're muted. I can't hear you. 
Joe, Joe, Joe. Well, while we wait for Joe to hop up, typical Bengal show guys, right? Just kind of messing everything up. And um, so Joe's going to go away there. But let's see here. All right. Well, let's hang this. Let's uh, get this going on the run. So I will say I like the moves. I'll get Joe's response as soon as he gets back. Uh, I think, let's see. Do we got you back? I am going to sue the uh, producers here for making this making this look like such an absolute amateur amateur show here. Well, worked out. I I have I'm having weird issues with for whatever reason when I'm silent for like a second or for like a minute or so where the other person is talking, my microphone just goes out and it doesn't come out. I've got to completely back out of here. So hey, the the uh, the joys of live shows, guys. Beauty. So thanks for hanging out with us through all that, guys. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, as I was going to say about uh, Emilia Pagan, the especially uh, Dan Samborski, who's very analytically driven. I mean, he's the mind behind uh, Zips projections and everything. Uh, he's actually relatively local to Cincinnati. He's there. I was their BBWAA writer. He was the only yeah. person who didn't vote for Jonathan India in 2021 as Rookie of the Year to keep him from being unanimous. Um, he had very critical things to say about Pagan that he's a he because he's an extreme flyball pitcher and going to the smallest park in America. It's obviously on paper it looks like a very confusing, um, very confusing. Yeah, exactly. I don't get to talk more. That's what happens is when I'm not you're not featuring me enough. My microphone goes out. My microphone does the work for me. You're a wide receiver. Good lord. See here, you you remember the itchy and scratchy and poochy show when when I'm not on, everyone needs to be. Where's Joe? Anyway, um, the Reds surprisingly have one of the larger analytical, um, larger analytical staffs among all baseball teams. So I'm gonna side with the team of uh, analytics or uh, the team of analysts over the one analyst that like this isn't just an absolute. Oh, he had good numbers. We're not going to look at. We're not going to look uh, beneath the surface to see that this guy has crazy, uh, fly. You know, home run to fly ball rates, and you know, is an extreme fly ball pitcher. This guy has a splitter. He cut back on the usage last year, which explains why he had more fly balls. So I believe the Reds did enough homework with their analytics with his splitter and figured, you know, some more pitch shaping that he's going to keep the ball down and he's going to be. I mean, they paid him a fair, you know, a, a, a nice amount of money, so they have an idea what they're doing. Yeah, we'll say that. Weird yeah. saying that. It, it's really weird saying that and hearing myself say that. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to be a really good piece for this team. Like I said, uh, has experience in high leverage, where you know the guys we were throwing out in those high leverage situations has been a theme I've talked about throughout the off season. Yeah. Um, but you know, better than the guys they were throwing out there, obviously. So I think he'll do pretty well. I think especially as like a seventh inning guy. You know, leading into the Alexis Diaz pitching, uh, Alexis Diaz ending. Still think they should probably get one more guy to go to that seven eight For nine sure. <clears throat> or to Chapman. Um, but he hasn't signed back with Texas yet, I don't think. And so, he's still free. Yeah, you know, depending what he wants to do. Obviously, I know. Um, I've I've known some people who are like, I think he wants to close. I don't know what team's going to sign him to close if they has a chance to win next year, just because of where he's at in his career. But that's neither here nor there. Um, on the Nick Martinez end. What a fascinating career, man. Like yeah. pitched in the big leagues for three or four years, not getting anywhere. doesn't have a whole lot of a market. It's like, all right, I'm just going to go pitch in Japan for a little while and does okay there. It's not like he was like the Cy Young winner in Japan, like, but 
fixes a few things, comes back to the big leagues, pitches two years for the Padres. Um, let, you know, was relatively majority of the time last year was for the two years he was in San Diego, was in the bullpen. So he pitched 110 games total for the Padres in two years. And he only started 19 of those. And it was like when they just needed a starter. But here, he's going to start. And so that's going to be pretty, pretty fascinating to see how, how things go there. Um, I think it's a really awesome piece to put with the guys they have. And I don't necessarily look at him as like an ace. Um, but I think he could be, you know, a really good innings eater for this team if all goes right. Yeah, I think it. it, it he's what he threw what 100 and 110 innings last year yeah um i think if you can count on him to throw 130 140 innings this year those are 140 innings that aren't going to luke weaver and this also pushes either graham ashcraft or uh, brandon williamson to either triple a or um or the uh, bullpen and I-, I would love it if the reds had both of those guys out of the rotation not nothing against them um I- i've been on record for years as saying that i, I really think ashcraft's final i i feel his best role is going to be in the bullpen his stuff's going to play up better he has throws really hard his pitches move all kinds of funky directions and he doesn't strike anybody out which to me is weird um i think if he goes to the bullpen that k rate's going to go up a ton um but regardless like just having depth of those guys so you're not having to bring up what are the names of some of the guys like i've got baseball reference up uh chase and shreve uh no more Alan Busenitz, Silvino Bracco. Uh, I would Silvino say no more Bracco, Connor. O- the legend. Yeah. I would say no more uh, Connor Overton, but he just signed back at a minor league deal. Uh, Eduardo Salazar, Michael Mario, Jake Wong, Randy Wynn, Alec Mills. God, I forgot Alec Mills pitched for the Reds this year. Yeah, one game, one inning, gave up two runs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's uh, a lot of names. Um, yeah, Brett, can't for- Brett Kennedy can't forget the the legend. Like th- those guys will not be starting games, and it, it, it's primary. I mean, it, it's raising the floors is what it's doing. Yeah, he's not a high end pitcher, but he's a guy that you don't have to project. You don't have to like with, with Pagan. You have to kind of project and assume they're going to do it. Uh, do a little bit of tweaking of the pitch mix. Um, he had a fifty, almost fifty four percent ground ball rate. Nick Martinez did last year. So when he came back from Japan, we'll he learned how to. What's that? That we'll take that. Exactly. When he came back from Japan, his ground ball rate skyrocketed. He picked up a little bit of uh, uh, picked up MPH or two MPH, you know, on his fastball, striking out more batters. Walk rate's about league average, but and he doesn't give up many home runs. So I'm absolutely like I think that's an incredibly smart, um, not game changing, but an incredibly intelligent smart pickup for the Reds there. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I talked to our good buddy about it, Carlos Guevara, as we know who. Former Reds draftee, former Padres major league pitcher, still so stays pretty attached to both teams and seemed to be pretty positive about the move. Uh, so I think that uh, that's reassuring as someone who watched the Padres far more than you and I did combined, probably. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good move. I don't think that, you know, I've, in a, I think, like I said, it's nice steam to gain going into winter meetings. Like if this yeah. is it, then it's still not a successful offseason. But sure. if it's the start of something, then yeah, I agree. I saw Bob say earlier something about um, I wish the Reds would sign Noelvi Marte to an extension like the Brewers did with uh, Jackson Churio, and I would do that with Matt McClain in a heartbeat. Yeah, easily. Um, yeah, I'm not anti Marte getting that by any stretch of the matter, but uh, like we talked about last week, Matt McClain is just um, 
he's the next C. He's the next captain of this team, yeah. in, our, in our greatest opinion. Um, so I love I I love when teams do that stuff. I think that's why the Braves have been so good at just continuing their teams. You know, buying out arbitration, getting these guys in contract deals. You saw it just recently, not too long ago, with Michael Harris. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think that's a good idea for the Reds to go that route. And uh, that's that- a Nothing to do with what we're talking about at the moment, but I agree. <laughs> That's a big risk for the Brewers because at least all the guys that the Braves extended, um, Acuna, um, Ozzy Albies, Michael Harris, they at least had days, weeks, months of service time. Yeah. Uh, Torrio isn't going to debut until uh, probably next year, but it's not even linked. It's, it's not even a uh, uh, sentence done that he's going to debut in 2024. So that's, and, and hey, I, I'm, this could be, I mean, I'm all for players getting paid more than what they're worth because he could get injured and, you know, never make it out of double A. Um, or there's a possibility that, that he's the absolute stud that he looks to be and he's severely underpaid. But I, I think that that contract maxes out around $130 million, which is more than what he'd be ever be able to make in arbitration and things like that. So it's, it's a good deal on his end. It, it would be nice if the Reds... They did that with one player, Hunter Green. They need to keep it going. So, yeah, I agree. Um, I think that that's, that's a, kind of the right route to go for sure. So I'm with you, and I th- I, I still love the Hunter Green contract. I still think it's going to end up being a bargain. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, it the only it, it only it didn't go far enough because it only bought out one free agent year, but it's better than you know getting into uh, you know Arb two year when you're thinking he's going to be making eighteen twenty million and you don't think your team's going to be competitive. So you're looking to shop him. You, you have cost certainty, you know how much you can build around, you know, you know what your budget's going to be to build around him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so Mr. Juan brings up the point that John Singleton and Scott Kingery are more likely than Corbin Carroll when you sign for getting to the majors. So, Hey, for the sake of Jackson Churio is going to be, <laughs> you know, in our division for years. I hope you're right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I will take it. Uh, Bob, Ask uh, what's the number one move you want to see the Reds make this week, and we're it's kind of this kind of bleeds into the next segment that I have, and it's um I really want a front end starter, and that's not a slight on any of the guys we've talked about, um, but you know the thing we we've, we've kind of talked about between the two show the two baseball shows throughout the offseason so far is um, we love the upside of all these guys who are starting games for them, Hunter Lodolo down the line, but um, none of them have proven that they can consistently take the ball on the fifth day. So I think a front-end starter would be really, really, really nice for this team. And that's kind of what brings me to this segment here. And uh, actually, you know, is that kind of your thought as well? Or did you have another preference? No, it's probably, I mean, I'll gladly take an outfielder, you know, an, an impact right-handed outfielder. But I think it coming away this week from the, uh, uh, from the meetings in Nashville with a top-of-the-rotation starter, that – Considering you're, or, you know, you're still in early December, and you've got your, uh, your your pitching staff looking pretty good. I mean, there's still tweaks to be made. You still need some. I, I say at least two more bullpen arms. Yeah. I but do. if you can get another starter, especially one hot, you know, the, the guys that they're being linked to, and again, linking means absolutely nothing. Um, right. Giants were linked to literally everybody last year and got nobody. They got Arsene um, Judge. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now that this year it's the uh, Jays that are getting linked to everybody. They're going to get Shohei, and they're going to get <laughs> and um, Joey Votto, and, and Joey Votto, uh, Juan Soto, and everything. Like mm-hmm. they're probably be the ones left holding the bag at, uh, at you know at, at the end of uh, at the end of winter. But yeah, get, you're probably right. Get it taken care of now, and 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 go in and blow them away. Like blow blow them away with a you know 
I think the Reds are very cautious in trades. They they want to win trades. Yeah, I, you need to not look at. I mean, that's that's what kills the the boys down the other end of the street, the Bengals. Quit trying to win trade. Find the guy that you want. Identify him. And if you overpay, who cares? Like overpay is only you know the value of that player is what he can provide to your you know to your team. If you're trading off guys that aren't providing value, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, so, and the names, of, the two names of the next segment are coming up quite a bit in the chat right now. So let's go ahead, yeah. and, go ahead and get to it here. Uh, and obviously, the two of the biggest things you've seen the Reds kind of being mentioned are uh, that being mentioned to link to, as you mentioned, which can mean as much as you want, uh, are Shane Bieber of the Guardians and Tyler Glass now of the Rays. And uh, the one reason I kind of want Tyler Glass now, okay, and hear me out for all my all my nerds in the in the chat here, is we already had Homer Bailey, who looked just like Christian Bale and was the Dark Knight. So we need the guy to look just like the Scarecrow and Batman Begins. So we just got to complete the comic book of Reds baseball here. Um, all joking aside, I think both guys are obviously better than what they have. Um, I know Bieber and Bieber's kind of had a little bit of an up and down year last year for the Guardians, but that, that whole team did. If you like it, kind of what it's going through. And then Glass now, um, I hear it might as well be called Glass now uh, because of his inability to also stay on the mound, which could add to the fun of this current team. Um, other names you could probably see out there. I've, I've known Marcus Stroman's been a name that's been coming up to see what's going to happen with him uh, with Chicago and, you know, if he's going to be available. Um, uh, you know, a few others got kind of thrown in and out there. But between the two here, if we have to have a particular, if we have to pick one or the other, and you may disagree with me, and I'm, I'm definitely willing to hear your conversation uh, of why. But I, uh, I really love, I really would like to have Shane Bieber on this team. I think he's a guy who has pitched in high situations many, many times. He's been an ace for really good teams. Um, obviously, has a Cy Young, which you can say it was in 2020, but there, you know, the record book says he's a Cy Young award winner. Thankfully, the Red Cy Young award winner. Apparently, there's no interest in bringing back to the team. So, great news on that. Uh, but I love Tyler Glass now. I think he's fin- I think he's a great talent. But I feel like, you know, Bieber here in that situation is the guy I would want between the two. But the question is, would one of them be worth it? Because obviously, you know what a trade like that entails that you have to give up on. And I've kind of taken the Chad Dotson book to if the Reds are making a trade, I want it to help the big league team when they make the trade. And that's where I stand. So to me, yes, getting a top end starter like a Shane Bieber. If they do take a Tyler Glass down instead of Bieber, I'm not disappointed. Um, but if I can pick one of these dudes, bring me the beads and GABP next year. I, I would be fine if they got Bieber. Um, and as Bob put, he might cost less. I, I do not care about the cost. I, 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 I'm convinced that either Spencer Steer or Christian Encarnacion Strand, one of those two will not be a Cincinnati red come spring training. I had the feeling one of those guys are going to be dealt in, you know, cause what are the, what are the, um, Indians and oh guard, well, Guardians. Don't try to piss everybody off. Now, I'm, I'm not saying I want them gone, but believe know, me, I'm not like th- those are two. I, you know, but Encarnacion Strand, number one, Encarnacion Strand needs to absolutely be peak Nelson Cruz to be valuable, considering he's only a first baseman designated hitter. So I'm not, you know, um, and now I think he's capable, but um, especially the Guardians. Guardians have struggled to develop hitting like they, they can develop pitching like nothing um 
Maybe, but I mean, it's... I don't care about what they got and what they received for trading an ace. I don't care about what it's going to take to trade an ace. They got absolute studs for trading Luis Castillo. I'd rather have Luis Castillo than than Arroyo, than Marte, than than everyone else because having an ace on your uh, on your staff is better than guys that might become something. Marte looked great for a month. He's nothing yet. He might become something. I think he's Manny Machado. I came on here last week and said he's. I think he's Manny Machado, but. He's not Manny Machado. He's Noelvi Marte with one month, you know, l- less than one month in in Major League. Um, I would rather have Tyler Glass now. I know he's uh, salary is going to be probably about twice as much. Bieber is arbitration eligible, probably looking 12 and a half, 13, somewhere around there. I was kind of shocked he hasn't been in the league that long. I was like, I know. I feel like he's been in the league forever. I, I know. I'm like, I, it was, I, I think they brought him up past the uh, cutoff time. Uh, when uh, when Cleveland brought him up in 2018, it was past the cutoff time, so they got the extra year because they're manipulating contracts. Um, so that you know, it, but I would give me glass now. And now again, mentioned it before, his issue is availability, and availability is probably the best ability you can have. But he is legitimately one of the top five pitchers in all the baseball when he's on the mound. Do you disagree? Uh, no. So it's give me that guy. You're only getting either guy for a year anyway. I mean, you can extend them, but you're only guaranteed to get get that guy for one year anyway. So go for the you know go for the higher ceiling guy. I mean, he still has an elite strikeout rate. Um, uh, walk rate is yeah. He he walks fewer than uh, uh, fewer than the MLB average. Ground ball rate is was over fifty percent last year. Give me that guy. His fastball is almost 97 miles an hour on average. I don't care what it costs. Trade. I mean, they can have you can have Rhett Louder, you can have Edwin Arroyo, and you can have um, Spencer Steer or Christian Encarnacion Strand. And 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 I'll throw in Jay Allen to boot. I I don't care. Give me that guy. Um, you're assuring yourself someone who can match up, and especially we're talking we're talking a team that has aspirations on playing into October. You match that number one up against any other team's number one, short of a few guys, then that moves Hunter Green to a two, which is where he should be right now. I mean, Hunter Green looks great, but like everyone else, he's still more projection than production. So you can move you can move that guy back down a spot, and again, that adds one more guy who was in the rotation last year as depth. So now you have Ashcraft and Williamson, like I said, as depth either in Louisville or in. Um, uh, or in the bullpen uh, to uh, come and start when need be. Yeah, I will say that if they're going to make a trade for a starting pitcher, it has to be a guy like that for me to be okay with it. Yeah, um, it has to be a guy that's like, I know when I, he gets the ball every fifth day, we have a chance that he's going six, seven innings um, for them to to make a trade like that. Do I think they should go? You know, do I think they should make a trade just to make a trade? No, no, uh, that would just be asinine. Um, I think that you know. I think either one of those guys we mentioned would be really nice, really nice pieces for this team. Uh, and uh, you know, as far as what you kind of said, I still feel like CES and, and Steer will be here come opening day, depending on what the trade situation looks like. But yeah, you're right; it's certainly possible, uh, and everyone will be pissed off and complain online if that's the case. So, what else is new? I mean, the internet, people mad? No way, doesn't happen ever. Uh, a, I'm used to being wrong, and B, I mean, yeah, it, it's 
there's you know there, there's still this weird civil war between Reds fans about and, and it's like it. ultimately like put your arms down okay like put that put your weapons down we want a winning Reds team like obviously there's different strategies going about it and like we're in one side there's another side and, and that's fine like there's definite yeah. um you know there, there's well thought out thought uh, well thought out uh, behind it but we just want a good Reds team like but let's quit being at every at each other's throats yeah i'm all for the conversation like, like a civil yeah. conversation of like this is why i feel this way this is why i feel this way great that is what sports conversation is all about but the vitriol is where i'm like mm, let's stop it here like yeah i, I literally like when I, I i've said it multiple times i took the twitter phone off my app off, the twitter app off my phone because i just couldn't do it anymore yeah once the Joey news came out, whether whatever side you were on, for for them like moving on from him, against them not moving on from him, yeah. keeping him, I just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. I just couldn't. So, um, and I'll tell you what, my mental health has been way better. It's been great. <laughs> my wife's like, man, you seem really happy all the time lately, and I'm like, yeah, it's been pretty great. Uh, all joking aside, but yeah, I think that you know, I want them to get a top end starter. Like you said, I want them to get a another a right-handed bat in the outfield. We've we've both have, like talked about Teoscar Hernandez. Um, when people are like bringing up like you know what the salary could be, I will say real quick, a friendly <laughs> reminder: there's not a salary cap in baseball. Um, not a thing. It's not our money. Yeah, it's not our money either. Yes, absolutely. Um, we're coming from a front ownership who I I'm not. You know, I'm the one guy on the front that's not like every week preach and sell the team, Bob. Right? But we can be honest and say like. <laughs> Have they spent money? They have not. And, you know, I loved what they did the 2019 offseason. It obviously didn't work out. Um, I don't have, you know, I'm not frustrated about it. I'm not mad at it. It just didn't go their way. Um, Castellanos was awesome for that year. Obviously, he moved on. We know what happened to Mustaka. We know what happened to Shogo. Shit happens, right? It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's baseball. It's a very hard game to succeed in. Your point last week about Nick Senzel. Baseball is very hard. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're I, you're not going to go a thousand on all your transactions, and that's what everyone needs to also. We talk about all of this fantastic. Well, draft, yeah, exactly, and, and we talk about all of this awesome, all these awesome young players that we brought up: Marte, Ellie, McLean, Strand, Steer. They're not all going to hit. One of those guys is going to be out of baseball in three years. One of those guys is going to be a star. A couple of those guys might be all stars. Someone's going to be a backup. Like that's we we need we need to understand that's what's going to happen. Um. Yeah, I would love. I would love to say game. all of them are going to be absolute. Like they're going to be stars, and they're each going to win MVPs. But it's not going to. It doesn't happen. It's not going to happen unless it's the Braves uh, pitching in the nineties. Like Braves hit on pretty much everything in the nineties, which was so frustrating. But um, that, that that's not the norm. You can't expect well, you that. Almost respected it so much, right? Because it. Was oh yeah. So good. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you could be mad, but you were like, but they just they have it figured out. They know what they're right. doing. Like. Exactly. Um, like I, I think that my favorite prime example was always that that one year they traded with Cleveland for Kenny Lofton. Kenny Lofton ends up going back to Cleveland in the offseason that year. Yeah. But that one year they had Kenny Lofton was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, obviously traded for local Kentucky and David Justice. Shout out David Justice. But um, the pride different. of Dayton. Yeah. Uh, my dad played high school basketball against him actually. Really, he was a. He was another cuff. Did he? Was he cuff calf? Cuff Latin. Cuff Latin. Okay, darn it. Okay, I was going to say local Luke's uh, school, but it was coming to. I knew it was coming in something. Yeah, Mister Watts says bring back Johnny Cueto. What's the price? 
you guys are all mad. Everyone, everyone talks about the salary thing, right? Like, what's the Johnny Cueto salary? Because if we're gonna talk about that for like, we can't bring back, you know, X Y Z guy because he's gonna make this much money. What is Johnny Cueto gonna make to be on the team? It's it's the question. If we're if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about the salary game, I don't know what his AAV is. It can't be high, you know, because he wasn't. You know, he pitched like what ten games for the Marlins last year. Uh, he actually has a what is it a two and a half million dollar buyout for this year that I guess yeah that they did buy out. I'm looking at it on uh, Spot Rec right now. Mm. Um, one year eight and a half million last year. I'm gonna say five million is probably what gets it done. But for what for what cause though? Yeah. Uh, like it, it's we already have a back end and like they're they're paying they're not paying Nick Martinez to um uh to work out of the bullpen and unless he necessitates a move to the bullpen i i unless cueto would be cool pitching in louisville for half the season but i i will say this i am all for the red side johnny cueto to a minor league contract with an invite to big league string training i will be totally content with that i i would go further and i would say do the roger clemens deal and you just hey hang out keep yourself in shape we'll sign you sometime mid-season you go to uh especially you know if, if they start having uh uh, pitching staff atrophying because of injuries or whatever. Like mm-hmm. we'll let you know, go get warm for a couple weeks, and then we'll bring you up, and you can pitch down the uh, pit, uh, down the playoff stretch. Yeah, because I'm I'm gonna be honest. When uh, if there's a t- if Johnny if Johnny Cueto signs back, and we're like, oh man, what? And it's like GABP is like, hey, Johnny Cueto's starting June fourth, the six forty first pitch. I'm getting tickets. 42,000 people will be there. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm yeah. going to see the leg kick. I'm going to see the twist, and I'm going to be excited. Uh, but we'll see how things kind of work out. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited. Obviously, I appreciate everyone's excitement for the team. And when we talk about the, you know, the tribalism that's going on, it's not that we're, like, insulted by it. It's just that, like, we got to have some fun. And- yeah, let, let's – Everyone, open your like pitchforks down. Open your ears and just hear the other side. Like again, you don't have to agree with like our take or whatever you know, whatever side you're on. You don't have to agree with it, but just sit down and listen to it and think about it. Like, well, okay, well, I, I understand that. I don't agree, but I I, I see that. Yeah, that's, that's again, again that, that's a larger issue that we need to take for the larger God, world at large. Exactly. But I mean, we have social media and the immediacy of yeah. everything else in this world that has ruin everything for everything <laughs> yeah that's the truth we kind of got a little bit of tangent there uh yeah. hey before we do get to the next segment i do want to real quick touch on so the hall of fame voting came out tonight uh for one of the bulls and then uh lou Pinella is not this is for the second year in a row is not a hall of fame in the hall of fame i'm trying to think if <laughs> mr Juan, i don't use forks i use chopsticks right are on. there pitch chopsticks there are pitchforks. Um, Can you use a chopstick to like tune? Because that's what a pitchfork is for—is for tuning. So, can you use chopsticks to tune for chopsticks? Because that's a piano piece. Next time that I get sushi, remind me to get a video of how bad I am with chopsticks. Like, I'm not good either. We go to like we'll go to like uh, wabi sabi, and um, I'll be like I'll like write down my order on the you know the menu that you give the server. And like I'll write on the bottom fork, please, because I don't want to like hear someone. I don't want somebody to hear me be like, "Can I have a fork?" Because I'm so bad at it. Like my wife just makes fun of me. Uh, I, I pretend it's because I'm left-handed that I struggle with it. Like I can, I can pick up like 
if I've got a hunk of like orange chicken or something like decent size, cool, no problem, whatever. But if I'm trying to pick up some rice or trying to pick up some lo mein or something, yeah, it's it's rough. I I, I would probably starve if there you know if we didn't or I would end up having to use my hands. So yeah, I'm with you, man. Um, but yeah, I wonder to touch real quick on Lupinella. So I think this is one of those things where maybe as Reds fans are probably giving him more value. But then again, this is a guy who won a world series with the Reds was the manager of the Mariners team that won the most games in a single season. Um, did dye his hair blue one time. Cause the Tampa Bay devil Rays had a winning streak when he was a manager there. I don't think all that qualifies for him to be a hall of famer, but fun conversation. Like I like him a hell of a lot more than I like Jim Leland who got in. So I'm trying to compare like a, I'm on baseball reference right now and I'm looking at Lou Pinella's manager page and he managed the Yankees for three years to a 537 winning percentage, managed the Reds for three years to a 525 world uh, win percentage with the World Series title, Mariners for 10 years, 542 winning percentage, um, three years in Tampa, which those were expansion years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, that was their what's. Seventh, eighth, like that. That was before, like they were awful. They before they had any idea what they were doing, and only had a four twelve winning percentage. But then to Chicago, four years, four nineteen winning percentage. I mean, this he, I think he deserves it over Jim Leland. Jim Leland didn't win anything. Yeah. I mean, he also managed to no ninety seven. He was the manager of the ninety seven Marlins. Damn it, I forgot. Yeah, I was thinking that was McKeon. McKeon was the uh, McKeon was oh three. Yeah, yeah. Which was awesome. But I, I don't see a big difference between the two of those guys. Yeah, but you know, it's the same thing we bitch about all the time with the Hall of Fame. And it's kind of kind of what comes into play here. Uh, so yeah, I would love to see Lou get in, but we'll see how it, we'll see how that goes as well. I don't know. Are we gonna bitch that like if he gets in on the fourth ballot? That's so silly to me. But I, I'm I'm not invested at all. If he never gets like it's for his sake because I know he's sick. I know I know he's uh uh, he's uh, struggling with cancer diagnosis right now. It would be nice if he's going to get in to get him while he's able to uh, get the accolades and appreciate, you know, the uh, you know, kind of bathe in the warmth of everything. But outside of that, meh. Yeah. So David says the Reds are not desperate to bring back Cueto. They have plenty of pitching depth. I agree. But it's Johnny Cueto. That's the same reason that you keep Joe Va- Joey Votto. Yeah, they don't need a left-handed hitting uh, DH first base guy. But it's the name on the back of the jersey. And it's December. And yeah. we need things to talk about. We need content. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, last slide of the day, obviously, we heard the wonderful news that Sonny Gray signed with uh, the super evil St. Louis Cardinals. Um, Sally, a little lower than I thought it'd be, but I digress. Not going to get into that conversation. Um, and I think the thing about it that you hear, uh, you know, that comes out and you know, you're, well, they were in on them. They were having the conversation. I don't know what in on a guy means anymore. It's like your conversation of uh, they're linked to this player. But Jonathan India did say this week at Reds Fest that he thought they were getting Sonny Gray. So must have been something to it. We'll never know because no one ever releases that information. Right. But um, what are your thoughts there? Obviously, I hate that he signed with the Cardinals. Like when Mike Leake signed with the Cardinals, I hated it. When Arthur Rhodes got <laughs> traded to the Cardinals in 2011, I hated it. Um, so, yeah, I don't love it. Good for him to make the money he made. It probably the, might be the last contract of his career. Um, 
knowing, you know, maybe that's overshadowing it. Maybe that's not true, but last multi-year. Yeah. Yeah. I would say probably say like last big money contract. Yeah. Unless he's just lights out for three years. Like Verlander has been for Houston. Um, Yeah. But I just wanted to like stop turning. We were in on a guy. I want to turn. We were in on a guy too. We got the guy and I'm hoping that that's what happens at winter meetings this week. Yeah, seal the damn deal. Um, you mentioned Mike Leak, and, and and he stole our hearts like there were so many T-shirts from Macy's. Um, <laughs> we do we do need an automated rim shot to uh, put in the sound, but um, yeah, it's kind of listening to what Sonny had to say. It's it, it it's interesting because yeah, in, India said like he thought they were getting him, but he made it sound very made very clear that it seemed like knowing that he wasn't going to get traded reds have a tendency of blowing things up when the season goes sideways mm-hmm. and that seems like it was something that was very important to him he's been on multiple teams already he's been on the a's been on the yankees reds twins now the cardinals he's in his mid-30s he doesn't want to you know pack up his stuff and move to another town put his throw his kids in another school all that fun crap so i wonder if maybe there's conversations that you know with the agent that said, Oh yeah, this is, you know, this is a good deal. This is something that, you know, we think he'll go for. And that got around to India and then it got to him. Like, yeah, no, I, I want to sign like I, Cardinals are going to keep me around. They're not going to trade me if, if a year goes sideways. So it, it, it sucks because again, I mean, he's been just as good as we had, you know, as good as he was when he was in Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was lights out last year, you know, we expect him to keep it up, you know, while he's pitching, uh, pitching in St. Louis, so it sucks, but I kind of kind of get if that's the point. I, I think that's the point he was trying to make. I get it. I wouldn't wholeheartedly get it. Yeah, I don't think he slighted the Reds by signing with the Cardinals. By sure, sure. Sure. Um, it does. Yeah, it just sucks because of who it is, right? Yeah. Um, it sucks because of the uniform he's going to be wearing. But if that's the one move the Cardinals make, I still feel pretty okay about our chances against them. I'm with you. I've seen you say this many times in the past. I do think last year was a mixture of they were bad and a mixture of they underperformed. Um, anytime you have Goldschmidt, Arenado, all the, you know, you can be Tyler O'Neill, et cetera. You feel pretty good about the team's talent. Yeah. Um, but there were a lot of things that went wrong for that team as well. Yeah. Um, so if Sonny Gray is the one move they make, then so be it. I, you know, I don't, uh, but knowing it's the Cardinals, there's no way that's the only move they're going to make. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we we, we kind of laughed and poo pooed when they made those first signings of Kyle Gibson and Lance Lynn, like all oh, that said. And I'm like, right. and, and, and I'm like, they just jumped out of the thing. They raised the floor of their rotation. Okay, like they they needed innings yeah. and they needed guys that they could count on to throw 160 innings. Um, I don't think Lance Lynn's going to be in the ro- going to be in their rotation past Memorial Day, for that matter. They got Sunday Gray, and and I honestly believe they're going to get another starter. Hopefully, it's not someone that the Reds are angling for. Not you know they they don't swoop in because lest we forget they have a higher rated farm system than the Reds do, and they have a history of using those assets to go get players. They traded for Goldie, they or traded for Arenado, they traded for Rowan, they traded for Troy. What's that? Or developing their talent. Well, right, exactly. But I mean, they, yeah. they also like. They have talent in the minors, and it becomes something useful, whether it's a piece on their team or a piece that gets traded off. I mean, just over the years, how many guys, you know, in the past 20 years have they... Uh, uh, oh, man, that, like, five-year span of trades they made looks so bad today. And yeah. I love every bit about it. Oh, yeah. It, it was fun to say. It, it, it is awesome in hindsight to look at uh, them trading for Marcelo Zuna. So... Yeah. 
they they got they got the wrong guy. And yeah, um, well, uh, they, they let go of uh, Adolis. Yeah, Adolis Garcia. Like yeah. like he was uh, he was out right off the forty man, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah, or not non tenant or something. Like yeah, that's. And then the outfielder for the Nationals, uh, Lance Thomas, I think. It's Lane Thomas, yeah. Lane Thomas, yeah. Let yeah. Him, like traded him, and um, yeah, it's interesting. Mister Juan asked, "Would you be okay if we just signed Lucas Giolito?" Not at this point, no. Um, because I think they did a really good job with the two signings they made this week. I don't think Giolito does a whole lot to add to on top of that, though. I think he's good. I think, but he kind of bounced around quite a bit a few times in the league last year. Um. In lieu of Nick Martinez, I would have been okay with it, but he's yeah. also a lot more volatile. You you, you get uh, Lucas Giolito, and maybe you're getting Tyler Glass now, or you're getting the guy that had like a seven ERA uh, down the stretch right. with the Angels, and then was an absolute gas fire when he was in or gas can when he was uh, in Cleveland. Yeah, I think. I mean, the Reds tried. The Reds put a, uh, put a claim in on him. That's right, they did because that's when they got Bader and um, Hunter Renfro. <laughs> uh, the the the. Uh, Speaking of of doppelgangers, uh, Mike Trout's doppelganger. You never seen a picture of Hunter Renfro and Mike Trout side by side? No, but that, like now that I put that put their faces together, I can see it. I, I, I will. Imagine this. I'll, I'll look one up and, and and I'll and I'll throw it on screen here. I'll, I'll, I'll put it in. Nice. But um, yeah, I, I would. I would have been okay with that again if it were. If they hadn't gotten Nick Martinez to be the back end, so yeah, I agree. Um, you know, and then uh, we have Bryce Turner. Who do you see the Reds signing? That's a really tricky question because there's th- people you want them to sign and people to, and who are they going to actually sign? Uh, good friend from uh, north of the border, Joey Gaditza, mentioned Jorge Soler. I'd be content with Jorge Soler for the right price. Um, do I want? Oscar Hernandez more than him? Absolutely. Do I think that's going to happen? Highly unlikely. But Solaire would be a pretty nice consolation prize. Absolutely. Who was it I saw someone the other day mention the potential of trading Fraley to open the door for the outfield a little more and put some um, it was one of the national writers. Was it was it leather pants? Maybe it was Bowden? Yeah, I think it was leather pants. Okay. We'll see about that. I don't know. I mean, I, it's I have no problem. Like I like Jake Fraley. I, I think too. he's an incredible like. I like John Fidia, but if they right. get, yeah, you know, yeah. Like... But if you can, if they're a piece to get something better, and I'm going to put this up on the screen real quick. This is uh, Mike Trout and Hunter Renfro side by side. Um, That's funny. Yeah, I, I'm not really sure who's who in that picture. I think Trouty's on the left. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't even really yeah. tell. Yeah. Yeah. So um, again, th- those are useful pieces, but. The Reds at this point, I don't want a useful piece. I want a use. I want an impact piece. Fraley and India are useful pieces. I need. I want an impact player. Fraley, uh, India is getting displaced by potential impact players. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty, pretty, pretty. I, I like the question. Um, I appreciate it. So I'm excited to see how winter being shake out. Um, the Reds have the draft lottery on Tuesday. I think they have a point. Four chance of getting the first overall pick because of their record last year. That'd be hilarious if they. What was the next? What were the next chances when they landed Ewing? They were pretty low, but the Bulls landing Rose were the lowest of all time. Okay. Yeah. I was. I was going to say like like, like I, would, I think that those odds are still were better odds than what you know. Or actually, getting the number one overall pick are is better odds than you know more likely than what happened. Um. 
who was it? It was uh, when Orlando got the pick that they later traded for Penny Hardy, where they drafted Chris Weber. Yeah. They were projected to finish last in the lottery because they went like 40 and 42 Shaq's rookie year. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Penny Hardo was a fun dude. My all-time favorite player. He was just so much fun. And, and I hated him because uh, he played in Memphis when you know th- th- uh, they were huge yeah. rivals of, of my Bearcats. And, like, coach, and, and coached against him for a couple of years. Yeah, and exactly. So, um, But yeah, I mean... He and Shaq were so much fun. He's one of the, like, first of all, those commercials, the, this little Penny Hardaway, you know, those were the best, yeah. yeah. Chris Rock doing little Penny Hardaway commercials, best damn shoe commercials ever. Sorry, you you, you can take all your, uh, um, was the Gatorade with the Jordan, be like Mike. No, that's, that's fine. But give me the, give me the uh, little Penny Hardaway commercials. So Mr. Juan says draft lottery watch party. I'd love to, if you know, your, uh, my, my TV provider actually got MLB network. Do you have um YouTube TV? I was gonna say, shouldn't you? Do Do you have um MLB? Did, uh, crap, I can't even think of the um MLB TV. The, 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 yeah, the package. Yeah. Um. Because I. No, they it, they got rid of it this year. They got really that when they got Sunday ticket, they cut baseball out. Okay, I because I I have the um with T-Mobile or Sprint whatever yeah T-Mobile like you get free MLB um yeah, yeah you, you get the free MLB thing and, and it, you have MLB TV but I'm not that invested you're you're staring at people as they're, they're just calling out names I'm like it, it's like watching the draft like even I'm I'm invested in the NFL draft I do a Bengals show I really don't care you know That's true I do remember I, that I, I I get the yeah um it's just not interesting to watch people talk about guys that, you know, now here's a guy like, no, I just give me the names and and I'll do my own research and figure it out. Whether I think it's a good, whether I think the results I, uh, are good or bad. I love the basketball draft because obviously it's up my alley, but yeah. um, you know, it's only two rounds. It's pretty great. So yeah, it doesn't, doesn't take, I mean, NFL first round of the NFL draft takes four hours, which oh is God. just, it's a night in and of itself. I've yeah. been, I've yeah. been to the first round and it's, <laughs> It's so rough. And they milk it out so much now. I mean, it, it all used to be one day. It was done on a Saturday. Then they moved it to two days. It was Saturday and Sunday. You know, you had rounds one through three, and now it's three days. You have I know. Thursday round one, Friday rounds two and three, and now the rest of the round. Like, it just, yeah. never mind. And we're getting off on a tangent here because that's what I think is my, that, that's what I bring to the riverfront. Um, NFL oh. is just so bloated and full of itself that it's all about themselves instead of the players, the teams, and everything like that. Yeah. But it's like just tell me who tell me who they have, and, and and I'll you know I'll figure out whether it's whether I like it or not. I don't need to have this snap judgment. You know, oh what a great pick! This was a dumb pick. Whatever. I mean, people were investing the uh, Chiefs for getting Mahomes when they got him when they already had Alex Smith. Um, it would have been really nice if the Bengals had drafted Patrick Mahomes instead of John Ross, the pick right before. Yeah. So, as much as I love Joe Burrow, Mahomes is the one quarterback that I would be okay having over Joe Burrow. Yeah, I'm with you. So, um, but hey, with that being said, I think we we'll go wrap up this week's edition of Late Night Reds. Uh, thank you guys for all for hanging out. Whether you agree with us or disagree with us, we appreciate the, the banter. Um, gives us something to talk about in December. So, definitely, definitely appreciate it. So, do some housekeeping before we get out of here, as always. First off, check out Joe on the Bengals show here on the Riverfront as well. I and, and I need lots of stuff to talk about because yeah, 
Jake Browning. It's going to be a long seven weeks. Yeah, Bengals are not out. Like They're five and six. I mean, there's a lot of mid in the in the AFC, but watching Jake Browning last, it's, no, it's, I need a lot to talk about between now and draft season and then from after draft season and training camp in July. So Shout out the Arizona Cardinals today. That was fantastic. Yeah, that they kicked the crap out of the... Yeah. Doesn't doesn't make losing to them any better, but nope. But I also had James Conner and Trey McBride on my team, and they both showed up. There you go. Uh, so check out Joe. Um, obviously the Bengals play on Monday night this week in Jacksonville, which would probably be a nightmare. Um, but hey, that's neither here nor there. Um, make sure you check us out on Riverfront U as we're getting you ready for uh, getting you going through the college basketball season. Of course, check out the Mothership Show, the Riverfront Red Show on Friday mornings. Chad had, had a, Chad was back this week and had old friend Bill Lack on. They had a really fun conversation. I really dug that show. Um, we got an obviously YouTube channel. We are now at 888 subscribers. So I like the symmetry. We're getting there. We're getting 889. There, so. It's uh, updated real time. Oh, we're 889. Damn it. Perfect. But I, I, can someone unsubscribe real quick? I, I love the symmetry. I, I like even numbers, round numbers, symmetrical numbers. It's my OCD. Let's get to 999 and I'll be cool with that. And then quick, someone take a thousand. Yeah. Uh, David Brown, we will not talk about Burrow turning into Andrew Luck. So uh, please do not bring that negativity into our chat. We would appreciate that. Uh, but thank you guys again. Check us out all of our shows. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give us this nice little reviews on your podcast app of choice. December 17th, the Riverfront Christmas song draft. So good. You better be here. Uh, Jack Mueller, our Miami of Ohio writer today, texted me and said, can I join you for that? And I said, absolutely. I want as many Riverfront staff members as we can get on there so we can see everyone's taste in music for a night. So I, I want to see the Brady Bunch grid with three yeah. by three. I, so long as I can be Alice, that's all I care about. <laughs> Take it easy, everyone. We will see you next week. See you guys. Hey, Mike. Glad you could join me for some great seafood. Me too. Wait, why are you dressed in fishing gear? You said we were going out to catch great seafood, right? Yes, to Popeye's. Do you even know how to fish? No, I thought you did. Oh, yeah. I could catch pretty good seafood at Popeye's. Let's go. Let Popeye's do the fishing while you enjoy our delicious signature seafood. Get Popeye's flounder fish sandwich or shrimp tackle box before they're gone. Limited time at participating U.S. restaurants.